0: everyone. This is Lisa Freitas.
1: And I'm Katie Saad. And welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters, a 90 Day Fiance recap podcast.
0: We are two moms, lawyers and reality TV junkies here to break down for you the fire in a trash can that is TLC's 90 Day Fiance.
1: All right, everyone, grab your K-1 visas and let's get started. Oh, and because we are lawyers, we need to cover our butts. So please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the episode.
0: Okay, here we are with season six, episode 12, Make It or Break It. This aired on 1230 2018. It was the last episode of 90 Day Fiance of 2018. And this is their last like real episode before the tell-all. It's essentially their season finale. Um, so we start with Jay and Ashley, whereas we ended with them, if you recall... With a uh, bombshell. With a bombshell that Ashley found out that Jay had been on Tinder and signed up for Tinder right after they got back from the wedding, and...
1: Literally the day they got back. Yeah,
0: I mean... He signed up. And she's obviously, understandably, livid and hurt and upset, and, um... Jay walks in and asks if she wants to talk about it and she kind of doesn't, but she does ask him why, you know, and he keeps saying it meant nothing to me, which is so often the explanation or defense that you hear from people who cheat. Um right.
1: that it wasn't sort of emotionally significant, so it doesn't matter somehow.
0: Right, that it's, it was just a thing, you know, whatever. But, you know, he says, I didn't respect her enough to not be on a dating dating website which is true.
1: Yeah, okay. So there's that, but then on the other hand, he's like smirking like yeah, a I little know. boy who's been caught in the cookie jar and he has these stupid justifications and excuses like or mitigative, he thinks they're like mitigating exculpatory factors right. like, "Oh, they messaged me." It's like you're on Tinder, with literally the sole purpose <laughs> of which is to message and be messaged by people of the opposite sex for purposes of of, you know, you know, entanglement. Well, that's
0: the thing. He keeps focusing on, it was just text messages. I didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. Nobody
0: ever came over. But you know, supposedly they, they he were did invite
1: girls to the house. Well, that's
0: what she's saying. But, like, the thing is, like, he's focused so much on the communication and the text, but that's not the point. The point is, right. you shouldn't have signed up for Tinder, period. Like, that was the problem. He ha- He didn't... He's not getting that part of
1: it. No, no, no. I disagree. It's not that he doesn't get it. It's that that's the part that he can't
0: deny. And can't deny or defend it.
1: Yeah, he's like focusing on things that would have been worse that he didn't get to yet in time. Right. To to (laughs) deflect from the thing that he did that is totally unforgivable for which there is nothing that could possibly explain it away Mm -hmm. or make it better. Like this is an indefensible act to sign up on Tinder. It's not like... He and, and this is what I like about this situation. The thing that makes me feel a little bit more hopeful about it is that there's no gray area here. It's not like he was getting DMs from girls on Instagram, right, 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 or was doing something shady on Facebook, right. It's like, it's, this is Tinder.
0: It's pretty black and white. It's
1: yeah, exactly. There's no,
0: there's no like, yeah. And we can get to he brings something like that up in another, in the in the uh, tell all episode. But
1: he says something that really creeped me out. That I was surprised that he said just based on kind of who he is. It was in the in the context of the fact that she's in a weird situation where she's technically responsible for him and for making sure essentially that he has a place to live. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I think with the K one where the the American fiancé, who is essentially sponsoring Mm -hmm. the foreigner. Obviously, as we know, they're responsible for 10 years financially, it appears. But you would think one of those things would be making sure that the person had a roof over their head, because if they didn't, they'd sort of be on the dole. You know, they would be, in some way, dependent on the government if they couldn't find a place to live. Right. So she, like, has to keep him. And what he says in relation to that, the thing that creeped me out was, quote, I believe it's a quote, she's going to need, or it's, it's, you know, So what's the word I'm looking for? Essentially what he said was, she's going to need the police to get me out of the house. Like, I'm not going to leave willingly kind of a thing. And that just creeped me out.
0: So there's something that's brought up in the tell-all. So I'm kind of jumping ahead. Okay, that's fine. But it's kind of relevant here because, so there's this 10-year thing. And so I looked it up, and and Ashley mentions it in the tell-all, this affidavit of support. Uh-huh. And so you don't have to sign the affidavit of support. Really? When they come here, you are only required to sign the affidavit of support when their when their status changes. You're kidding? Which is why in the tell all, yeah. she says, "I'm not going to sign. Uh, I'm not going to file to adjust his status."
1: Would that be adjusting his status to kind of like no longer green hair? card
0: to permanent residence oh so
1: she doesn't want to go for the green card for him because, because once she's she hoping does, to get rid of him?
0: once she once she sign once she transfers him to green card status or not legal resident status mm-hmm. she has to sign the affidavit of support oh so
1: she up still has until to that be...
0: point you don't have to and I don't know whether oh. she was confused by that or that at this point when she's talking about it and then gets clarification and that's why she says later. I'm not signing a um,
1: yeah
0: a, a an adjustment of status because when she said adjustment of status, I looked it up, and I was like, okay, what is this? And then it says about the support, and you have to also make 125 percent more than the poverty level mm-hmm. in order to qualify, um, in order to not have to get a co a spon- co sponsor. So and but that's not until they actually transfer, the, they get an adjustment of status and become permanent residents. So when you just bring them over for the K-1 visa, you are you don't have to sign that affidavit of, of support yet.
1: What's interesting to me about that is I remember hearing an interview on a podcast, and I think she even talked about it on the show, with Molly of Molly and Louise, mm-hmm. who you mentioned last mm-hmm. week. And as I recall, she was concerned when... You know, basically immediately after they got married, he started acting a fool and she wanted to get rid of him. She believed, and I think the lawyer told her on the show, the lawyer she consulted, that she was already on the hook, that she had signed the affidavit. Okay. So I'm wondering why, if it's the case that this happened this way, why Molly signed that affidavit at a point in time so much sooner than she needed to. Yeah, I don't,
0: of, I was curious about that too. Because I thought you
1: had to sign the affidavit to even get the K-1.
0: No. I just and assumed that. That's not what it says. And maybe there is something you have to sign at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think... That a lot of times these people get married and then immediately file for, for the green card. For the, yeah, the green card. And then they and have so to sign. At, maybe that, at that point, point when that they're doing sense. it, they have to sign something. And Molly
1: could have been in that situation where, as soon as, you know, right, I mean, this is such a unique situation where literally the second they get married, he fucks up and she wants him out of yeah. her life. Like, how often does that happen? Yeah. The day they get home. All this crazy stuff is happening one week after they got married. Right. You know, so versus with Molly and Louise, I think it definitely took longer for her to So realize. I need to,
0: I didn't research. What? And by research, people, I'm talking She's Google. She's
1: talking about Google, people, <laughs> just I like did. you have it. There's no lawyer Google. No,
0: it's the oh, same. there is.
1: There's Westlaw, but you didn't use Westlaw. No, I didn't.
0: I used just regular plain old Google. I did not Google what the financial obligation for the U.S. citizen is. Of, at the point, of, at like the point like the of getting a K-1 visa. Or as the point opposed of marriage, to, even. Right. Well, I mean, at, at the point of marriage, you would think that if they're going to stay in this country... That there's just the marital, you know, obligations of duty. What do you mean? No, I guess not. Like you're just married, so you're both like on the hook for you're both liable for stuff, and they well,
1: there's that kind of thing. That kind of thing, but
0: I don't know if there's anything separate with the federal government, at least in terms of visas. What the financial obligation? If there are different financial obligations at various points, it's a very in the interesting process. question. So I need to. I will look at that, or if I have time, otherwise you can look at that and let me know.
1: I loved how Ashley, like in the in her, her turmoil here, she was refilling her glass from like this like basic white wine in like a magnum. You oh yeah, she's just such a basic. Yes. Even in her like, like lowest point, you know, her yeah. true colors are still there.
0: Totally, and she's like, you know. She's right. She's totally right. He got caught, and that's the only reason he admitted it.
1: He oh, never yeah.
0: would have admitted it if he hadn't gotten caught.
1: I don't think that there is a possible universe where Jay would have married her and not strayed. And and the funny no. thing is that she basically admits that. She's right. like, Yeah, the signs were always there. I,
0: I chose just to ignore them. Ignore I'm them. an idiot.
1: And I, I like how how honest and open she is. Yeah. About like
0: that. part of her is very is upset at him, obviously, but I think a huge part of it, which she says over and over, is like she's just humiliated. She's embarrassed. She's
1: humiliated, a hundred percent.
0: She's embarrassed by how much of this is her response was her responsibility, and she she screwed up. It's she's, not like she's
1: owning her part more than he's totally owning, his owning
0: part. her part. And she's not basically she's not out there saying this came out of the blue. He is an ass. He fl- fucked me over, and blah blah, no. blah. She's really, I think, what's really hurting her and what's really so hard for her is that is her part in all of this not that she's it's not that she is to blame for him cheating on her or getting on Tinder but she is accepting her part of the responsibility for not recognizing Clear that signals. he wasn't ready, and that he was going to probably do something like this, and the red flags—like she that just she ignored all the red... She acknowledges, yeah, they were all Ex-post there, and I ignored fat, it. You know, so I I, I do I also, like that.
1: I also think, aside from the humiliation, which I think is like the top layer, I mm-hmm. would say of what she's showing us emotionally, the real underbelly of this is to probably some level of despair. Because at this point, I think that, what, and I can't remember the last time I, I broke up with someone because I've been married for five years and been with my husband for, like, seven or something. Um, I don't really remember what it was like breaking up with my other boyfriends before him, but I I can remember this feeling of fear that you're never going to meet somebody. Oh, for sure. You know, that sure. it's going to work. And for her, this is, like, the third time around with the same shit and the guy who's cheating on her. Right. And this time, she doesn't have the complicating factor of a child, which I would say is probably the most complicating factor one can have. She does have the complicating factor of this visa situation. And I imagine that aside from the humiliation and the concern about her financial situation and all that stuff, really at her her heart, it's, oh my God, am I ever going to find a man who's not going to cheat on me? What is wrong with me? You know, and he's such a shithead for telling her that he did it because he was bored.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do believe that's probably true.
1: It is, but it's a cruel thing to say to somebody, really. No, I
0: know. I it's know. like, I
1: was bored with you. You were having sex with me three times a day, mm-hmm. and I was still bored with you. Like, in her mind, can you imagine? Like, what but I don't I, what think that's what... I, done? I
0: don't think that's what he's... He's saying he was bored because... The same way Fernanda's lonely. No, no,
1: no, but that's a lie. I don't believe it for a second that that's, that that's true. That, that it was he, just like, oh, I was you know, lonely here. Oh, I don't I think it's lonely. Job. No, no,
0: no, no. I'm not saying it's lonely. I'm just saying like he was bored and that we didn't see this, but she goes to work all day,
1: all day or at yeah. night
0: because she's a bartender.
1: Well, she's a nurse, I think. So I think that she oh. was moonlighting.
0: Oh, okay. So she's that that. That means she's gone for even longer. She's
1: working her ass off, you know, and, and he, he's home alone. Oh, uh, it makes my skin crawl. I know. Okay.
0: Anyway. Okay. So they are not resolving anything. He is. He says he's gonna fight for her. I don't know what that means. I don't Apparently know. Apparently,
1: it means he's gonna squat.
0: Yeah, he's not. <laughs> well, he's certainly not gonna leave. <laughs> um, okay, so then we go to Kalani and Azuelu, and it's her wedding day. And I
1: love this because I think that this moment really, really encapsulates the ridiculous difference between Kalani and Azuelu as people. Like it's at the wedding day, right? And it's like he thinks he's in a Disney movie, and she thinks she's in a Lifetime movie. You know, like, it couldn't be more different in terms of their affect and demeanor yeah. on this occasion. So i just putting that out there. She's super oh, sweet to really? her, and she's, like, really cold. I think she's distressed, though. I think I Kalani so comes too. off poorly. Yeah. Like, at, you, know, you know how there are people, and I, I think immediately of Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice, yeah. who just come off poorly, but really they've got this other they're reality stress. inside, yeah. you know. I and think she's that's how out. her
0: anxiety kind of comes forward. I mean, of course she's stressed. She's pregnant. She's got a baby. She seems she's to be getting actually married. afraid
1: of her father in her, terms of his, Yeah, like, Her
0: dad's going to gonna freak out. Her brother's probably <clears throat> going to freak out. And she's got to go back and live with him.
1: This is she's, a lot. And she's getting
0: married. That's, like, the one... Wed- and then there's, like, the they're not getting married in as elaborate a fashion as most people. It is But nice. it's still pretty, like... There are logistics, and there are things that you just stress about because you're the bride, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and then feel bad she had that horrible fight with her, or not fight, but like the outcome of the bachelorette party was sad and Very. horrible. So, you know, I
1: really, it really left a bad taste in my mouth. That she tells her sister she's pregnant, and her sister like breaks down in tears as if she was telling her sister that she, God forbid, lost the baby or something. It's like fuck you. At no. the end of the day, this is still a pregnancy. I know, and but and you should I at think... least like give the opportunity, even for Kalani to tell you that she's happy about it. You know, Kalani didn't actually say anything to Kalini at, at that moment no, about how she felt about it. Kalini just like immediately took the news and shat on it. And I I, I really didn't like that.
0: I know, I know. And this is, I think, where we disagree because Mm
1: -hmm. I think that... Yeah, we do, I remember now.
0: Yeah, I think that as, you know, obviously, like when my sister told me she was pregnant, I was elated for her. Yeah. But my sister is in such a different place than Kalani. You know, she's married, she's stable, and we're not living together. We weren't living together up until, you know... Her boyfriend moved in, or whatever. I know, and so, but, but I, and I wasn't there, like in her home, helping her raise her son, financially and emotionally, know, Lisa, for what, all that time.
1: What's the point?
0: No, of I, that? I, don't. But that's that's, not, that's all I'm saying. That'll She's come later. Pregnant. I know that that'll come later. I think that.
1: Imagine that baby watching that scene. I know, in but 10 Kalini years.
0: is responsible. but that happens all. The time. How many couples do you think find out, oh, my God, we're pregnant. Holy shit, this is, like, the worst timing ever. And then they're like, oh, but it's a baby. And then they get happy about it.
1: Yeah, but, Colleen, that's my entire point is Kalini is not part of this couple. If Kalani said that to Asuelu and Asuelu was upset, I wouldn't be making this point. Kalani told it to a third party who, however involved okay, she was Okay, but then that's like Oliver. if you're
0: – look, okay, so let's say my daughter – yeah. Is 15. Mm-hmm. And she comes to me and she's like, I'm pregnant.
1: But that's not the situation. And a mother is different too. If uh, if Kalani's But I'm not part of the relationship. That way, it's a little bit different. And also a 15-year-old, by the way, her mother might as well be part of the relationship. Because a 15-year-old mother is still very much her mother. Well, if
0: I were Kalani's mother, I would react that way. If I were Kalani's sister and I had to financially support. But she didn't.
1: I don't believe that for a second. I think Kalani helped out. She wanted to be involved. You know, she had mm-hmm. altruistic motives. I don't think anybody held a gun to her head and said you have to provide for this Well, of course,
0: nobody holds a gun to your head um, to provide for it. I just
1: don't like it. I think it was unnecessary. I think that, I she, think should that have, she should have been mature enough to, like, hold in whatever negative reaction she had. That's all i I'm think saying.
0: maybe she, yeah, I don't know. I think that was just an immediate reaction. It
1: was. You're she right. She was just
0: reactionary. And I shouldn't
1: judge her for it. And I'm, I'm not saying no. it was wrong. I'm just saying I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I think it's sad.
0: I might have done that. Uh, Okay, so this is the part. This again goes back to how annoying this is. That Isuela is worried that his her family is going to think that he did this again. He got her pregnant to stay in this country.
1: He has every reason for that concern, though. By the way, because they've all been saying
0: he has that concern because they're fucking crazy. Yeah, but like reality, like speaking in like logical real terms, like he didn't go out to like get her pregnant. It's not like she had a diaphragm and he poked holes in it or like he wore a condom and poked holes in it. You know, I mean, this is, it's just, it's frustrating to me because Kalani and her family seem like relatively educated, intelligent people. And so I know they're act they're reacting emotionally, but like, come on guys. Like seriously, this, this Samoan Island fisherman
1: kid yeah like the the least sophisticated person yeah
0: he's not planning some like scheme to get her pregnant
1: without her knowledge Uh, this is something you and I agree on yeah
0: that's just ridiculous so I get really mad about that and then they're really freaking out about the dad or the brother finding out about the pregnancy before the marriage because they think that the dad will stop it which seems odd to me because like I feel like at this, it's kind of like the same thing. Where, okay, she's pregnant. Like it's already done. The deal, the deed is done. The deed is done. And they already have a child. It's like so at this point, better. why would you stop the marriage?
1: Yeah, no, I, it's stupid. And I don't because
0: it's it. better for the kids to both grow up without a dad. Like it doesn't make sense that that would be the reaction. Although maybe that's part of their family where they're just very reactionary people and. Yeah. He would react that way and then later be like, okay, that was dumb.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: But I, I get mad that, like, they're all blaming him. Like, he's this evil person.
1: Well, not and only are they blaming him, but they're downplaying the role that Kalani played. And it's very paternalistic.
0: Yeah, she's very, like, wide eyed and, like,
1: I, you know, you're 30, he's 23. She also clearly wears the pants in that relationship.
0: Yeah, I know. If she didn't want to have a he kid... He doesn't wear
1: pants. He wears the sarong. for God's sake.
0: <laughs> if she did not want to get pregnant... She wouldn't
1: be she pregnant. She wouldn't be pregnant. I couldn't agree 100%. more. 100%. I couldn't agree more.
0: And I'm not saying that she, like, really, really wanted to be pregnant, but, like, if she really, really wanted to not be pregnant or avoid being pregnant... She would not have gotten pregnant.
1: I think the whole family is projecting mm-hmm. issues that they all have from With being under like this. No, under this like tyrannical father figure yeah. onto Asuelu, and it makes sense because Asuelu is the only other Samoan man that they all really have in their family other than the brother. Right. But Asuelu is a hundred percent Samoan, just yeah. as the father is, and I have a feeling that this father. Is extremely paternalistic and old school, and has all kinds of views about men being the head of the house, mm-hmm. and women sort of being under his th- sway. And he is just assuming that Asuelo is like that as well, or he's projecting that onto Asuelo. Yeah. And so are the rest of them, and and painting Asuelo as this like, you know, basically controlling man. You know, absolutely. And and, and that's just so clearly the opposite of who Asuelo is. So it's right. insulting.
0: And um lini and so lini her mom and kalani all get together to get ready and kalini's still upset because sleeping on it didn't make the situation go away which is so dumb
1: who the fuck cares when she, <sighs> how she slept the night know. before her sister's wedding that's so annoying
0: i it kalani just walks on eggshells but it makes me think that there is some you know like i mean I think we are very independent people. Like yeah. I am very independent from my fa- my parents. Yes, yeah, I don't rely on them for no, money. I don't rely neither. on them for anything. Obviously, like emotional support, great, whatever. But like I'm not under their thumb. They no. don't have any control over me anymore. And um, as an adult, you know. Right. But there are some families in which the parents still the kids the 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 son or daughter are still heavily reliant on the parents financially or emotionally, or were emotionally but like so overly them. dependent yes. on them that they are sort of still even and I think that's the case here where Kalani's 30
1: and she's infantilized
0: but she's really like 15 and she feels really like she's walking on eggshells because she's not financially independent She's not, she's, she's not even like really physically independent. You know, she is still hundred percent dependent on them. So she has to, she should be concerned because she doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job.
1: Right.
0: Somebody's got to pay for them. That's
1: a good point. We have to consider this pragmatically. Like she's it's not, not like choosing to be this, you know, it's not like she's independent.
0: And also she's not like this independent, you know, woman who's in her thirties who got pregnant and she's not Ashley. Where no. she can, she's got a house. She can take care of herself. Like if Ashley had gotten pregnant, you'd be like, she'd probably not it. the smartest decision. But yeah, you know what? she handle it. It's her decision, so nobody has the right to judge. But in this in this situation, this is why I think that Kalani's reaction isn't totally out of left field because Kalani is having another baby. Doesn't just affect her and Iswelu. This is going to affect whoever is financially supporting her now with her and Azuela and her one child.
1: And look, if Kalini really is financially supporting Kalani, then it is a different situation. It's just nobody has said that that's true. I mean, I know that Kalani lived with them for a while. yeah, But that's not the same thing as being financially supported, and she doesn't live there now. So. And I'm
0: projecting because I know she did when from the tell-all.
1: Oh really? I don't remember that. I when she says she was also. the f-
0: at the end, when she comes oh. out, she says she was the father. She when she says yeah. she's like that, she's like, "Cause I it wasn't just emotional support; it was financial support too." Well,
1: I thought she was saying that that's what they weren't getting from Asuelu. They I mean, weren't,
0: but she said that's she why said, okay. she thought she was the all dad. Right.
1: Yeah, that's a little different. Then I'll give you that.
0: All right. So anyway, that's them and their screwed-up family. Yes. Okay. So now um, we have Lita Eric, and and Lita. Eric and Lita. They are. She's going to get her hair and makeup done, and she looks gorgeous. Yep. She's really God, Her she's so beautiful. Her skin is just flawless. Um, and she's got her you know fr- fancy crown. Cause you, you mean know,
1: the one that's expensive from, from Paris. Paris from Paris. Paris.
0: <laughs> Yes, because Lita like
1: buy a bed. Lita is
0: extra. She is so extra. extra. Okay, so she thinks Eric will be a great father figure for Alessandro. I'm sorry. What has given you the indication that he's going to be a good father figure?
1: Well, maybe that he was perfectly willing to elbow aside his own children and their well being for Alessandro. (laughs) So actually,
0: well, yeah, but I'm just like the way he treats his other children gives you some kind of confidence in his ability to be a great father figure.
1: No, obviously. It seems like he's good with Jenica. But I will say, she says something even stranger than that. She says that she can't wait to change her status. And I could, is she talking about her immigration status? Because it's like, ugh.
0: Yes, she is. Absolutely, 100%. Um, And so, military man, Eric says that this is Operation Get Married to Lita.
1: more like Operation Dumbo Drop. No
0: kidding. This is so ridiculous. Um, And then he has this BFF that nobody's ever heard of. He should marry
1: her instead.
0: Who comes to town. I think she's married.
1: Oh. Her dress was really pretty. I don't know if you noticed Heather's dress. Oh, Heather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really pretty, and it fit her really well. I was like, did you get that shit tailored? Because I don't have a single dress that fits me that well, other than my actual wedding dress.
0: And she's super helpful, because Eric's kind of losing his mind and um
1: maybe she hid his pants though
0: no this is the thing that bothered me about the pants so eric goes to his room and he can't find his pants right well it comes out if you that leda was the one who packed his stuff and put it in the room and got it ready for him to get ready so he understandably and rightly so is goes to leda and says hey my pants are missing well, she, of course, not being able to take responsibility for anything, immediately says that it's his fault.
1: Yeah, of course she does. Because
0: he didn't have it ready for her to take and pack for him.
1: Well, one thing that occurred to me is that maybe neither of them had ever actually looked in the bag after they, like, left the suit store. Like, when they bought it. You know, maybe it just, they never got the pants and they never noticed.
0: Maybe. Because it I, was
1: all zipped up, like, from the store But I feel like
0: it probably, they probably, because she's like, you don't, don't you hang your pants in... The blazer,
1: no, exactly. Like I think that they were supposed to be there, and he thought that they were there from the store. And he oh, because why would he go into into that bag again? You know, like the the. Yeah, I don't is, know. I don't know. Soon. I don't know.
0: But I don't. I I don't know. And I, I never got the impression that I don't know if the pants were in fact in his apartment or not. Right. That's
1: the. That's, my that's point. we just
0: don't know that. But still, the fact that she turns it on him and is irritated with him. Because she didn't pack his pants.
1: Agreed. And it was it was weird that so dumb. She, she ended up going with him.
0: Well, she had to go with him because it really was her fault. Like, she knows... But why, her... how
1: does it help that she's there? Like, yeah, she I needed know. to get ready for the wedding. Well,
0: probably because she wanted to make sure he got the right pants. That's true. He probably yeah. would have just worn his black jeans. I thought
1: that the pants thing was like the universe telling him, like, yeah, I know. don't marry her. Or, like, the law of attraction.
0: Totally. It's a hint. You know. It is a hint. It is telling you. This is a sign.
1: Danger Will Robinson. Take
0: the signs. Alright, so now we go to Goldie and Larissa, who have now become my least favorite couple in the history of the show.
1: Did you notice that he was like on point when he was putting his shirt on in the mirror? Like he was up on his tippy toes. It's like why? <laughs> how
0: okay. I don't know how to tie a tie. I will mm-hmm. just say that first and foremost. But my husband knows how to tie a tie. And his mother knows how to tie a tie. And my husband you know my husband. Yes, I think he has worn a tie. He could probably count the number of times.
1: No way. How many times? No way. He never wears a tie. He's a professional. I know that he doesn't wear it to work normally, but when you're at his level of, of professionalism, there are so many like events and things no. that you end up going to you at think, some point.
0: You think he goes or to, weddings? He goes to board meetings with a button-up shirt. No I tie.: know, I, I mean, know,
1: I'm just saying, like he is in such an elite world, professionally, has, like there's just no way. I'm sorry, he has to have worn a tie at least 10, 15, 20 times in his life. He just Oh, has well, to in it. his
0: life, maybe, yeah. But like since I've known him, he wore a tie to our wedding. He wore a tie to a charity event that my sister invited us to. Yeah. and he wore a tie to her wedding. But, like, that's it. Like, he doesn't wear...
1: But Colt had never worn a suit ever. Debbie says that. I've never seen you in a suit. Ever.
0: That's so weird.
1: So it's not surprising he doesn't know how to
0: tie a tie. Anyway, I don't know. So they're both... But Debbie doesn't know how to tie a tie?
1: Why would she? I mean, the dad's dead. Yeah, but... I used to know. I knew in college, and I don't know now. That was 10 years ago. I forgot.
0: Yeah, I didn't know, but I I don't know. I think it's weird. I knew
1: in college because I learned from my mock trial team. Because we always had to, like, help the guys oh, yeah. get dressed.
0: Um, so Colt asked Debbie to walk him down the aisle.
1: She says that he's make, he's make, he thinks he's making the right decision for now. I know.
0: <laughs> so then Colt tells us that he reinvited John to the wedding because it's his family and he needs him there. I don't know. Like, John must have something over this guy or easily, he's must Colt must be easily manipulated, which I think is probably true. Yeah. But like, why? Like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Like he he wants to have John there. Why? John doesn't even like you, and he Plus, doesn't like her. And he all he wants to do is like promote his business, which he did wear that fucking shirt to the wedding. Are you getting some cut of his business or something? I don't know. Is
1: Colt an investor? I don't know what Colt's purpose was here. But I do think it was truly insane that he invited John, given the fact, and you find out after the fact, that Larissa, I think, had already been arrested before oh, yeah. the wedding happened. Oh, yeah. And you know how she fucking flipped out the last time she saw John. So the fact that she's already been I arrested, know. she's mm-hmm. on super thin ice, mm-hmm. and he's going to like create this volatile situation without telling her is truly ridiculous. And I, I just felt it was staged for the show, personally. It
0: might have been. I mean, of course. I mean, everything pretty much is, but... You know, John lobbied hard to be able to promote oh, himself. Oh, for sure, on there.
1: Friendly's H for the win. So
0: ridiculous. Okay, so now we go to Stephen and Olga, and Stephen is on his way to the
1: oh, airport. Oh, wait, I have one more thing to say oh, about this. Yes, I don't know if you noticed, but when Colt and Debbie were walking out of, I think what was Debbie's room, after she'd like helped him get dressed or whatever, they like panned over. To the back of her bedroom door had this like big cat sweatshirt on it oh my god and I was like he should have let Debbie wear her cat sweatshirt oh my god it would have been like Cookie Dough was actually in attendance mm-hmm. you know and you know she would have been more comfortable
0: I'm surprised that Cookie Dough didn't carry the ring down the aisle
1: was
0: why did. wasn't Cookie Dough the ring bearer
1: I don't know why Cookie Dough was, didn't have why her didn't her Cookie Dough place. walk him down the aisle exactly <laughs> By, oh, with a leash around his neck
0: um yeah that was crazy
1: Okay, sorry, now we can no, go back no. to No, 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 Stephen
0: and Olga, so Stephen is on his way to the airport. Okay, is she carrying the baby in the back seat?
1: Yeah, I think she was nursing it. You know, different countries have different laws about this. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that in Russia you don't have to have a kid in a car seat. And actually, I know that there's some kind of law, I believe, somewhere in the United States, and please don't quote me on this, so I shouldn't say I know this, but I have heard an urban legend that there is a law, it like for cabs in the U.S. or in certain states, where if an adult is carrying the baby in the back seat, it's okay or something. Like they don't have to be in a car seat because of situations like in Manhattan or whatever, certain cities where people get around by oh, cab, yeah. you, like, you can't require a car seat basically because people just wouldn't be able to get around. Yeah. So I think there's some kind of cab rule. Okay, And maybe it's the way that way in Russia, maybe it's that way here somewhere. So I don't have any real knowledge of this. But someone definitely told me once that in some places you can, like, hold an adult and, like, legally hold a baby in the back seat of, a, of, like, a cab.
0: All right. Well, that's crazy. So that might
1: be what they were doing. And please, people out there, don't ever do that. Put your baby <laughs> in a car seat. Yeah. But that's probably what they were doing. That's
0: all I right. Ask. So she. I'm really glad that he's not taking the baby. I, for one, am glad that he's not taking the baby.
1: That was never going to happen. I think that was all for show. I, really yeah, I think it was just
0: him talking. Stupid. Yeah, or him um, talking
1: or whatever. Stupid.
0: You know, but I mean, he fucked up. He waited to apply for the visa.
1: He takes responsibility. Yeah, I he think does. It's cool, but now she's alone with a fucking newborn. Hey,
0: she can listen to silence.
1: Yeah, she can enjoy her silence. <laughs> I mean, he probably annoyed her more than that baby crying. Oh,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. I am sure. He anno- he annoyed me. He
1: makes such an ass of himself in the reunion. Oh my god, we'll talk about that so later.
0: much. There's just so much in the reunion. Have some um. All right. So John and Fernanda now are getting married, and Jackie is helping Fernanda get ready, and she's sad that her family's not there. I
1: had this thought like spring into my mind in this scene, which was that you know how people say when they're getting married, like you've made me the happiest person in the world, or I'm the luckiest. I was like. He is literally the luckiest man in the world oh, for to be sure. marrying this woman.
0: Oh, for sure. She's amazing. Yeah. And she's going to be a, an amazing wife
1: and in mom. every
0: sense of the word. Yeah. Like she's going to take care of his ass. Yep.
1: He's like, it's he, best, his it's worries actually, are
0: over. It's actually better that he married somebody so young because she'll she's going to take care, care of him until he's like dead. an old man.
1: Dead. Until he's dead.
0: Yeah. Um, so they're getting married in a very small, intimate wedding in the park in Chicago. Um, and his brother is the officiant. Now, the thing that I found weird is, so Cece's not there. Because, because of the sick
1: grandma. Sick
0: grandma. but
1: Which sounds to me like an excuse. Me too. It sounded um, really shady. It did sound shady. It did. It, I mean, I'm guessing that ses- this is just a guess, people. I don't know. I'm guessing that it's not true and that Ceci knew that she was going to take this huge hit in the media if she just didn't come. Because everybody loves Fernanda. So. Right. That's my guess, honestly. Yeah, but it I'm guessing it's because John suspicious. did something boneheaded and pissed her off. Yeah. I doubt she's just boycotting the wedding. It that's, sounds that's
0: suspicious. I don't know. Um, oh, and she also... So she's not wearing the beautiful dress that she bought when she was with Jackie and Ceci. Right. She's wearing... Um, Another white, simpler, a simple, short, like yeah. white, beautiful white dress. Cocktail Still dress, looked beautiful on her, um, because she's gonna. Apparently, they are gonna have a big wedding in Mexico,
1: which is fabulous. And which is really happy wonderful to cat. hear.
0: Um, so, I mean, it, they are a couple that like. I really didn't have very strong. Positive feelings for them no, in the beginning, no and now I feel like I really like them as a couple. One
1: hundred percent. I even like him.
0: I do too. I know he's kind of a douche, and it took him a while to get to he's this a place. Dope, yeah, is what he. Is. Yeah, and, but he clearly loves her.
1: He loves her. He has good judgment, just for like picking her.
0: Yeah, and he's so sweet, and you know when he sees her and. Although I don't he know. was
1: keeping it classy, pounding that screwdriver right before he went down the aisle. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, brah.
0: Yeah, brah. Him and his brother.
1: It was kind of the sad desk lunch of weddings, though. Oh,
0: for sure. I mean, I mean it was so, like, there were, like, four people park, there. In
1: park, and it was pathetic, and there were, like, no decorations. I mean, really, Fernanda was the only thing that made that wedding beautiful. Yeah, I mean, quite, she lights up. A all week. of these weddings have been pretty, like, sad. No, but this one was extra sad because these are two people who actually probably should be getting married. Right. No, I know. But I've all now that we know about their fancy Mexican yeah, I'm glad. in 2019, I'm down. I want to go. Yeah, me too. Send me my invitation, Fernanda.
0: Um, okay. So, couple number two down, and we're on to
1: Ashley and Jay,
0: Jay and Ashley, and Ashley goes to meet her brandy. Her, bri- her
1: I didn't like friend. I didn't like Ashley's like fat shaming thing that she did where she was trying she was talking about the other girl, the one who had facetimed him, mm-hmm. and she was trying to drum up more sympathy for herself by saying like oh or or, or was actually feeling you know extra upset because the, it made her feel like she wasn't his type mm-hmm. because the other girl was 18 and like very large. Mm-hmm. and I was like fuck you you don't need to go and like fat shame this other girl yeah. who didn't even know he was in a relationship you know this isn't some home wrecker and she's 18 Yeah, it's like just cut her out of the whole equation it's irrelevant you know
0: yeah it's totally irrelevant I and I didn't like that either I thought that was like don't just important. you don't need to comment on her at all well, just that's to the say thing. that it's the
1: thing women do yeah, they know. blame the other woman which is sometimes more legitimate like if the other woman totally knew the guy was married and did it anyway and yada 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 yeah but- trying to steal him but it's this like, is even no more clue. legit
0: like she found him on tinder
1: yeah well how could she why were you have any... looking
0: and Tindered for married men and, like, I, and doing I think that? it was
1: clear that he never told her he was in a relationship
0: no because she's like your husband what the jamaican guy yeah. met on tinder like, like, like what
1: are you talking about
0: exactly yeah, so,
1: so class it up a little bit on that um fashion.
0: but of course you know brandy not surprised nobody's surprised that this happened
1: i don't know if brandy like oh wait a minute Brandy, no, 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 not her old friend that she'd fought with. Natalie, no, I don't think Brand- Brandy was like. Might as well not even have been there. I mean, Brandy's she basically the one though, had that no I told reaction. you about
0: that had the bra showing, at the um, after show, with oh. yeah, she was the one of the friends that came.
1: She was one of the bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Br- yeah. She
0: was. Whatever. Um, she's like, ah, I think that he was probably cheating before they got married.
1: Eh, you know, imagine you think um, Ashley says, "quote I signed my life away to get him here." He's like a third child. Um, So this is where Ashley's predicament becomes much more interesting.
0: Well, it's just interesting because I think maybe she was misinformed. About what she she had really done. Because she seems more calm in the reunion. But
1: this is, she's already talked to a lawyer. And by the time she films this scene, she tells... Brandy that she'd spoken to a lawyer and that the lawyer told her she could get an annulment and then he would be deported. Right. So I don't know if any of that is true, but that uh, whatever, might be whatever. true.
0: That might be true, but that's not connected to her ten-year obligation.
1: But in theory, the lawyer would have clarified that with her.
0: Maybe I don't know because then she says, and maybe the, the lawyer did, And yeah. So that because she's not mentioning, I I just feel like. Ninety days is a very short time to be giving for what you're giving up to marry somebody. Right. In these situations, like for there to be so much uncertainty up to the day they get married.
1: Right.
0: It seems like you're really taking a huge risk if it means that you you're really are have on the hook to, for that long. Right. And so it makes it kind of makes more sense that these people are just getting married because what really puts you on the hook is initiating a change of status. I'm
1: just gonna put it out there that I think. Personally, the immigration law should change in this regard so that it is easier to for the federal government to kick out the foreigner after there's been a divorce. You know what I mean? Like it really should just be the onus is on you, foreigner, to actually stay married to this person if Mm -hmm. you want to stay in this country, kind of a thing. And I know that sounds maybe too one-sided, and I'm thinking as I'm saying that about the other side of it. But at the end of the day, if your basis for being here is that you're married to an American citizen, if you're no longer married to that citizen, like, you, that basis no longer exists. And then you wouldn't need all these, like, ridiculously onerous, it wouldn't even be hard to get the visa in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. And that would be good, because it seems like it's a pretty onerous process. I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud here. And maybe, like I said, I'm being unfair to the foreigner by making that statement, but... Like you said, 10 years is a long time, and I just keep thinking, I think the reason I say this is because I keep thinking about the Molly Louise situation, where I really think he just tricked her completely, and I think Jay did the same thing, and it's like, well, fuck you. Like, go back, go, you know, essentially, you should be sent back to your country if you tricked an American citizen or or a person from any country into marrying you specifically so you could go to that country. Like, why is there this presumption that the annulment's not appropriate, and- you know, which I think maybe there is, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. Don't no, mind. I
0: understand. I mean, I just I think that there's so and there may be new laws. I mean, just a quick I don't know. overview of a Google search showed like 2019, you know, guidelines. laws, guidelines and all that stuff. So I I have to look more at it and see. Yeah. Yeah. Um but it seems like there there's probably an initial Amount of money that you have to make in order to up, maybe you need to just show like an um that you have a certain amount of income in order to apply for the K 1 visa, and then you have to do an affidavit of support that when they change actually their status. support, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, maybe there's a two prong thing, I don't know. Anyway, she's clearly dealing with a lot and having to make. A big decision because
1: and you're on it because not only is she dealing with a lot at the same time that she's making this decision, the fact that she's dealing with all this immigration red tape is going to be one hundred percent of how she makes the personal decision. Yeah, you know, forcing her almost to stay with this dude because she feels bad. No, because she's screwed either way. So I think she's like, oh well, maybe, and I got this came across to me even more where it was like, why are you even still together at this moment in time that you're filming this reunion? It's just weird. Like, how was he not kicked to the curb immediately after this? And I think that she is sort of being coerced into staying in this marriage that's completely hopeless because she's already in a situation where she's stuck with him. You know what I mean? It's almost like people who stay together for the kids.
0: So, wait, you think that she's already on the hook for the 10
1: years? Well, I don't know, but I do know that it's more complicated than just Getting
0: divorced. Well, I think the whole reason why she doesn't she's talk she's not talking about divorce. Because a divorce does not
1: Or annulment or term, an, but, ending but an marriage.
0: annulment is different because an annulment does terminate your uh, your obligation to support
1: but isn't it really hard to get an annulment like is it really <clears throat> enough to just well, say oh he fraud. cheated on me i know but like it's not enough that he cheated i don't even know that he did defraud her versus he's just this horny 20 year old who maybe yeah. thought for five minutes oh i can hack it as a married guy just long enough to get down the aisle and then realize oh no i'm still a douche you
0: know right <laughs> like, and i mean fraud, she, well I she, no but she could say that he was just trying to get his green card
1: Right, but I'm not sure that's true, and she'd have to prove that.
0: Right. My point is
1: that it's not easy, I don't think, to get the annulment. Okay, and
0: I don't know. Maybe it's easier to get an annulment in these situations. I have no idea. We have no idea, people. But what I'm saying is that for her, getting an annulment means he gets deported, and she probably will never see him again. And I think she still loves him. Like, it's really hard to turn off those feelings. She's extremely hurt. She doesn't want to be married to him anymore. She wants to break up with him, but she still has You're love right, for so him. it almost cuts both
1: ways. Yeah, so
0: it's like, I, yeah, because she. I think she does say in the reunion, I, I'm not sure I'm ready to never see him again. You're
1: right, she does. Right. And that's
0: different than, like, if You're you right. break up with somebody, yeah, you may never see them again, but it's not like they're out of the country. Right,
1: they're usually still available to you on some right. level.
0: So then we go to Colty and Larissa, and she looks gorgeous.
1: In her dress from Goodwill, which like, is pretty extreme. Like, what the go- going- Are there really dresses
0: at Goodwill? Oh,
1: absolutely there are, and um. I wish I had known that, and I honestly probably would have checked them out, but it's a pretty, like, far fall from the, like, very fancy boutique that she was at in Vegas looking to, like, yeah. so it's just, it's just another one of these, like, stupid things. That they I mean, I have
0: to, to say, the dress looks beautiful. Look
1: looks beautiful. Yeah, although their venue looked like they were basically in front of a green screen. I know. But
0: what's funny is, like, she's getting in the limo, and she's like,
1: oh, good, air conditioning. (laughs) that was funny. That was like a joke, like a quip.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Cousin John wearing his Friendly's HVAC shirt with what appeared to be swim trunks. So, yeah. Now, my question is this:
0: Weren't they getting married in, like, a restaurant? I think
1: that's the reception.
0: Okay, I because I yeah. was wondering why are there so many freaking
1: chairs. I was thinking about that too, and I think that I and, I and I remembered the restaurant and the awkward moment with the girl with the glasses, and I'm pretty sure the restaurant is just for the reception. And, okay, because I
0: was like, wait a minute, why do you have like 100 this was like chairs? a Vegas
1: chapel. This was like a kind of like Ashley and Jay situation.
0: Yeah, but there were a lot of chairs.
1: There weren't that many. I mean, like twenty five, maybe. No,
0: they're way more than twenty five.
1: Oh. I mean, Or well, maybe were, it was just a larger of the Vegas yeah, chapels. It just seems like why would you do that? I mean, some of them are drive Because I have been
0: th- to a Vegas. I've been to the chapel in the Monte Carlo. I went to a wedding there mm-hmm. for a friend, and it was a pretty small space. It was much smaller than I'm Colt sure Larissa's, they vary, but it held like thirty people.
1: I'm sure they vary hugely. No, I
0: know, but it just seemed like why would you get such a big space? First of all, when you complain about money all the time and you don't have any.
1: Well, they have to fit all the camera crew.
0: Yeah, but that, I mean, there was just a lot of empty... That was a long aisle. Anyway, Industry. so they, um
1: yeah, I, I mean... And, actually, and he's wearing
0: flip-flops, too. Not only is he wearing swim trunks, but he's wearing flip-flops.
1: And to that point, Larissa, I think, who had been sort of... This had been sort of sprung upon her as she's walking down the aisle. I think she, even she is okay with the fact that John is there just because the room is so large and empty. And he's at least, like, one more body. Yeah. He's filling space. And a decent amount of it.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Debbie can't believe it. Debbie should
1: have it. worn black because this is, like, a funeral to her. And she says something. She gives us this sad speech That she's going to be in the background of their lives now, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's fading into the distance and they have to have their own lives. And she's sort of playing the martyr.
0: Oh, my God. The vows. The eyebrows are out of control.
1: Plus, someone says he's a software engineer. Isn't he the IT guy?
0: I feel like he is the IT guy, and if he is the IT guy, calling him a software engineer, my husband would go irate.
1: I mean, maybe he is a (laughs) software engineer. I just that sort of—I don't
0: know. They're two different things because my husband is well. My husband's not. He was a sophomore software engineer. Now he's not, but I always—he has the
1: degree and everything.
0: I yeah. He's but I always joke that he's my family's IT guy. Because my parents call him to fix their computer and all the stuff, and he's always like, "He
1: should fix my computer." And when I
0: tell like my friends and stuff, or when I say, "Oh, he's like an IT guy," he gets super offended.
1: When I left my <laughs> second law firm, I like kept the IT guy's number in my cell phone because we were oh, homies, yeah. and he told me that he would be my IT guy for life.
0: Yeah, there's so I swear to God, people. I was always appalled that so many lawyers in. The offices I worked were such assholes.
1: Such dicks to, staff, to the IT guys. To everybody. Yeah. They're dicks to the IT guys, to the
0: mailroom people, to the assistants, to the receptionists. I yeah. was always so nice to all of those people. Me too. Because when you are in
1: a bind. A bind, yeah. those
0: are the people that will help your ass out. I know. When you're like, oh shit, the FedEx guy already came. Oh no, this had to go out. They're like, I will go run it to you. I will like drive it hundred percent. Like they are they're amazing and they work the hardest. Shout um, out
1: to support staff everywhere. Yes. You like guys nonprofits.
0: are amazing. Um, anyway, so she's like, he's lovely. He's nice. He's
1: handsome.
0: He's a software engineer. I know, and I, I just didn't believe that that <laughs> was the case. I just thought that was so funny that that's like, you know, oh, he's such a lovely guy. He's so handsome and he's so sweet. And She ran out and of and things. He's to a say. <laughs>
1: <engineer.">
0: <laughs> that's like one of the pluses now. Um, so then we have Eric and Lita, so that's married couple number three.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: Now we go to Eric and Lita and they go by pants and head back to get ready and Eric is really upset that the girls don't support the marriage and I am, like, why is he surprised?
1: Like, honestly. He says, he says something like, quote, I'm prepared to give certain things up. To marry Lita. Yeah. Like, he's Your basically children, talking about his children.
0: Like, that is so fucking ridiculous. And I don't know why he's surprised that they're not going to show up. They told you they were not going to show up. Right. You know, and... and Jenica came. Yeah, but Jenica doesn't have a choice
1: because she's know, 11. She's like a kid, yeah.
0: I mean, she's a child. Of course she's going to show up.
1: I felt that the pastor should be on Broadway. <laughs> he had a lot up his <laughs> ass. Totally. A totally. good vocal range. Um.
0: And, you know, Leda's dress is beautiful. She looks gorgeous.
1: Speaking of Jenica, in regards to the fact that the other daughters didn't come, Leda was like, well, we have Jenna here, and honestly, it's enough. <laughs> like, oh. I
0: know. She does not hold back her disdain for, like, the fact no. that he has children. Um, and Eric's dad walks Leda down the aisle, which is sweet.
1: Yeah. And um, but then after they get married, her first, like, Sort of exclamation is I always wanted to be in America. Now I'm here. It's like, oh God! Like, doesn't she know how that's gonna come across?
0: So I have a question. Does this, is this something I wrote this down as a quote? I think it's Leda that says this. Mm-hmm. She goes, I see Eric, and I think it's not that bad.
1: I don't remember that.
0: Oh my God! I wrote it down and I wrote, ha
1: ha. ha. Maybe because he says that she's she says he's handsome and stuff. Maybe she did say she that. Goes, it's not that bad. I'm like, what? Oh. I don't ever... She's tone deaf, I think, is the long and short of it. She yeah. She has, like, verbal diarrhea. She has no filter. Like, she's, you know, everybody thinks terrible, truly terrible all the time. But we know better to say them. Yeah. And I think she just doesn't.
0: She has no filter. Yeah. Um. So, married couple number four.
1: Okay. And before we go back to Ashley and Jay, let's take a quick break.
0: Okay. Okay. So, now we go back to Ashley and Jay. And I've done a little bit of a quote-unquote research. And... There are two affidavits of support. So, that's the confusion. They
1: never explain that on the show, and they really should. They
0: really, really should. So, there is a form I 134, which is an affidavit of support for the visa applicants. So, this is an affidavit of support when you're applying for the K 1 visa. And this is where part of the interview process you have to submit this affidavit of support to say, I will support this person. For those ninety days,
1: plus I think the time that after they've gotten married right it 's for
0: any card. it's for when they are in the United States, on so basically on, on a K-1. on a k one visa, so if they come into the United States and then get married, but their status hasn 't changed to permanent residence that entire time you are on the hook because the k one visa basically says they just have to get married, but once they get married, the k one visa the ninety day requirement expires but now they're married so now they're legally able to be here until they change their status and become legal residents but you don't even have to do that you don't you can be here legally just be married
1: really so you never? you become a a i don't know i bet that's what joe judice did or not technically okay so he he he's a legal resident he got married but I know that there are people but who he never bother getting their green card, right? Well, no, they
0: get their green card. I think Joe Judiciary has his green card. I don't
1: think
0: so. I think he's a, oh, he is he's a, a legal resident. He's not a citizen, oh, right. Okay. So, okay, so you know. can be in this country and become a, a legal resident. You just never become a citizen. I shouldn't be my, allowed to talk. No, it's... <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just wrong. <laughs> because I mean. my grandparents were here for 30 years before they became... for, And they were legal residents, but they didn't become um citizens. citizens until they were like 90.
1: But these people when they get when they change their status from visa holder to permanent resident, they're still not becoming citizens, right? Or are they?
0: No, they're just becoming permanent residents. Becoming permanent but residents. when they become a permanent resident, they um when they get their green card and become a permanent resident, then you sign and it then you now have to sign a new affidavit as a part called, the American sponsor has to file an I- 864 And I think the I-864 is um, what will put you on the hook for 10, that's the 10 year thing. Ooh. And I don't think that just getting a visa affidavit and support puts you on the hook for 10 years. It just puts you on the, on the hook for the time that they're in this country.
1: My question is this. What if in a situation, let's use Ashley and Jay as an example, for we're here. Mm-hmm. What if She never filed for him, his status to change from a near K-1 visa holder who's married, so the 90-day expiration Mm -hmm. clock has stopped. She never files to change it from that, from the visa holder, to a permanent resident. Like, what kind of limbo would Jay ultimately end up in then? What kind of responsibility would she have for him financially? Well,
0: she's still on the hook financially, And while like, well, he he's just in never this country he changes
1: his status and just stays here and, I mean is, she, is he allowed to be on her dime forever like how Well, in other words when does the affidavit for support for a K-1 visa holder expire if it doesn't expire because you have a new one as a result of the legal status changing to permanent resident that's my question
0: hmm I don't know
1: we should buy a memo <laughs> We'll write, we'll, write a memo we'll write a memo
0: on, on this, this and submit stuff. it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to figure that's a good question. I'll I'll that'll be my next
1: because I follow I'm so up stuck on what happened with Molly and Luis. I still don't understand what happened there. It was to me it seemed like they he came over on the K one visa, they got married within the ninety days, and then Pretty soon thereafter, not as quickly as Ashley and Jay, but pretty soon thereafter, he started acting a fool, and she kicked him out of the house, mm-hmm. and then went to see a lawyer who said, oh yeah, you signed the affidavit of support. She said the affidavit of support, certainly mm-hmm. didn't mention that there was another type mm-hmm. than the one Molly had signed, and P.S. You're on the hook for 10 years. That is what I remember of that meeting that Molly had with her lawyer after she had kicked Louise out of the house. So my question is, are we just talking about the original K-1 visa affidavit, whereby... And, and where he's not applying to So I'm
0: guessing so here's a, here's a guess and I don't know this for sure this is not legal I didn't even I research this this is my uh, my guess based on what I ha- do know but I don't have no idea if this is true but my guess would be that both affidavit of supports have a 10 year um, oh, max, max where they both expire, each of them can expire in 10 years, um, and that the K-1 visa one will expire in 10 years, but there's probably less of a financial um, burden if you're just on a K, on a visa, if you're just signing an affidavit for a visa, whereas when they, you sign a, an affidavit for a permanent resident, you are taking on a lot more responsibility because you don't necessarily have to be married to somebody to, for them to apply for a green card. I mean, my, parents, my parents were sponsors for my grandparents. Uh,
1: so this is an area where they're overlapping, sort of. Like, yeah, where like she sort of knows
0: Ashley's on the hook for 10 years, but not to the same extent that she would be if he changed his status to permanent resident. Because if you get a, if you get a green card and you get permanent resident status then you can stay in this country whether you're married to the person or not.
1: Right. I and, think that's what happened with Muhammad.
0: And I think that's why for Ashley, she's trying to figure out, well, do I just stay married to him so he can stay here? Or do I get the annulment where he can get kicked out? I
1: think he would get deported if, if yeah. he had an annulment. Because it would be as if the marriage never happened,
0: right? Right. And I think even even though the divorce doesn't end her financial obligation to take care of him he's going to have a much harder time staying in this country if he doesn't become a permanent resident because he no longer he would no longer be on a k-1 visa
1: uh, how could he work
0: yeah and and i mean he, what's the what's the what's the reasoning for him being in this country he's not on a k-1 visa anymore
1: God, i wish we were immigration lawyers like this podcast would be so much better <laughs> honestly <laughs>
0: I know. Well, I'm sure some of the stuff that could be, I mean, we just need to do the research. We need to identify the questions and then do the research. We
1: need to IRAC this shit. Yeah, we do. Issue, rule, analysis, conclusion. Welcome to law school, y'all.
0: Yeah, we're going to teach you all to be lawyers before this ends. Really
1: bad.
0: Okay. (laughs) So then we get to Jay and Ashley. So he reiterates that he did it because he was bored.
1: Wait, I have a key initial comment. I have the same blankie as her. I literally have it on right now.
0: Yeah, you do. So, Maybe is that a Kirkland special?
1: I wish Kirkland quality is everything to me, but no, this was I think literally my husband had this before we even met, so it's probably Ashley's blanket.
0: Oh, you know my probably husband her. got all of us blankets for Christmas, or not all of us. He get he got Aiden a uh, kind of like a newer version of the slinket, so oh, it's I've seen uh, that. it's like a hoodie, it's like a gigantic. Hoodie. No, well, no, it just has the sleeves. So it has the arms, so it goes on your body, on top of your body, yes. has the arms, but it's got super, super soft fur inside.
1: That's just a Snuggie.
0: It is, like, yeah, it's like, it's a, then it's a Snuggie. It's, it's a Snuggie. Yeah. yeah, and then it also has a pocket for the remotes. Ha. So he, that's Aiden's, and, which I have been using while he's been, when he goes to his mom's. i'm like did he live did he leave his blanket here um and then he got olivia and i weighted blankets because we have a hard time staying asleep we're very we're light slippers it's great like yeah i mean like i the first day and i like a heavy blanket like i'm the type of person that like when it's super hot i cannot sleep with nothing on Like, no sheet or anything. And, like, for me, if it's heavy, it makes me feel comfortable. I like it. So the weighted blanket is super awesome. Although I have to be careful because if I'm in bed with my three-year-old, she likes to snuggle, and she's like, oh, put the blanket on me. But my weighted blanket is for an adult, and so it's heavier than Olivia's because Olivia's is a child one, and so it's not as heavy. So I do worry about, like, smashing her. Um... I'm sorry. I've got But June's my tough <laughs> he's like freaking out about
1: something.
0: That's all right, but June June is tough, so I don't not that worried. But okay, so he's she's like, you know, what are you gonna do when you know we're older and you get bored? Like is, if this is what you do when you're bored, um, they're fucked. Because what do you do when you're not bored? Like, you know, what do you do when when things just we had I mean Quite frankly, they're still they're. I mean, they're literally in the honeymoon phase, where you know they just got married. Her kids are not around, so like he is, he is living a cush life. Like appreciate it. He
1: has Beats by Jay.
0: Yeah, he's he's a child. I mean, I get that he can't work, but get a hobby and one that does not involve Tinder. Um, and don't even start blaming Ashley. Like, I
1: just, okay, my issue with this. Is- I don't understand why she's even giving him the time of day. You know, is it literal? This is the point I was trying to make earlier. Is this a situation where she's like either is legally or feels legally bound to this guy so that she's not making the same decision that she would have made if if, if it wasn't the K-1 situation? Like, would she legit have kicked him to the curb? Yeah. Immediately. Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: If they were not together, she would have kicked him out. I think the issue here is that, one, she is financially obligated. Right to take care of him while he's physically in the United States. And two, she's not ready to pull the trigger and try to get him deported. Mm-hmm. And I think that's her struggle. And I think she's, because she knows it's not like regular kick him to the, well, I mean, quite frankly, her two exes are her baby daddies. Right. So she's still does see them. Whether she has, I mean, obviously I don't think she has feelings for them, but she still potentially could see them. Uh, and, with Jay, if she kicks him to the curb, I mean, she's going to send him back to Jamaica and he's never going to be able to return to the United States. I mean, once he gets, like, denied and sent back, like, after failing yeah. once, it's going to be really hard for him to reapply for another K-1 visa if he met another woman. He did go
1: through so much just to get him here. It is a sun-
0: yeah, I'm sure she spent a lot of money. It's not just the affidavit and of support. Time and emotional t- Everything. And, I mean, I don't know. Have her kids met him? Like, you just, yeah. there's so many unanswered questions.
1: It's so hopeless, though. Like, he blames her or he says she didn't give him enough attention, as you pointed out. Yeah. My, my question just, it just kept coming up in my mind. Like, why are you even having this conversation?
0: Yeah, I know. It's just because she can't let go. And, I, you know, the thing that's hard for her is that, with another person yeah she would have kick, she did kick them to the curb and she didn't get married and now she did get married so it's a whole nother level of even if it's not like legal for her it's like a whole new le- another level of like investment you know and humiliation and she I you know I give her credit because she's like me we both know each other well enough to know that we're gonna to continue to throw this in your face even if we do reconcile. Right. Like, I have always told my husband, like, if you cheat on me, it's over. And he's like, yeah, but you never know till you're in the situation. And I'm like, I know because I know I would never be able to get over it and I would always bring it up. Right. I know myself. And I'm not saying that's a good quality and that's something that you should aspire to do. I'm just saying that I know myself well enough that I will never let it go. So it's better for all of us involved if we just ended it.
1: See, she would let it go if he would actually take real responsibility and step up to the plate.
0: Although she is saying that she wouldn't be able to let it go,
1: yeah.
0: But she maybe she would. I don't know, because I mean I don't know how she could come back from this, especially having been burned in this way before. Right. Um. So I don't know. He doesn't want to go back to Jamaica, understandably, but tough shit. Um. Anyway, so now we go to Kilani and Oswelo. And Nick comes up to pick up Oswalu in, like, a T-shirt. And Kalani's getting ready. I mean, this I is all so kind of, like.
1: Her dress is exactly, like, my wedding dress. Except oh, really? the sleeves. But, like, it was exactly the same, like, lace overlay. And oh, same wow. Shape. It's just mine was strapless. Oh, my god! Yeah, so it was really weird, like, watching her get dressed. Because yeah. it felt like my wedding dress. Oh, my
0: God. Um, and
1: then Lini says she wanted to object like screw
0: you, man why 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 do you think it's place? what do you think it's gonna do it's so just dumb and uh oh my god the crying i can't with him he but he's but i did find him very cute that like he's just like a he's so impressed with everything yeah. like they are so glass half empty and yeah. he is so glass half full he
1: doesn't fit in,
0: in the family. He all. doesn't cuz he's so like, "Oh my god, this this boat's like Titanic. It's so enormous and beautiful and gorgeous." And she's probably like, we had to get the shitty little boat because you know, I couldn't really afford." You know what I mean? Like the
1: question is, is he going to bring them up to his level or, or are they, they,
0: they going to bring him bring down? down? I don't know. The
1: eternal couple. I know. And Sister to be with the father of both of her children. Yeah, when, and this is my problem with Leenie, and this is the thing that I, I'm arguing with you about. And it's my overall problem with the family. It's like this is a family that is toxic, that is dysfunctional, where like they're very insular and they think they're better than everybody else. But meanwhile, within the family, there are these incredibly weird, dysfunctional power dynamics. People are tearing each other down. They're totally codependent. Yeah, like this family is a nightmare for yeah. someone like a to be coming into. It's true. I mean Whereas it's hard it on
0: his sleeve. It is. Um I just think it's funny that they're also afraid of the dad. Uh, well I, I
1: actually find it a little disturbing.
0: It's just so weird. Like I don't know. Like I I don't I don't know. Like
1: what do they think the dad's gonna do? I've
0: never I, I do know that like my parents raised me like most or not most, but like a lot of nineteen seventies uh era parents in 1980 era parents like with a lot of fear right Mm -hmm. like I never wanted to have sex in high school because I was afraid I was going to get pregnant and I was going to be in trouble somehow and I never wanted to do anything that would get me in trouble and I was afraid of my dad but not at 30
1: no
0: not at 18 like I think as soon as I left home I was kind of well I mean in college they paid for college and so there was like some sort of like high there you know I did was dependent on them but after college like I paid for law school I was independent so it no longer they no longer had a hold on me and while I never want to disappoint my parents I feel like it wasn't fear, it wasn't fear. yeah no there was never any fear I mean no I became a grown-up <laughs> yeah. you know and then I became accountable to myself and nothing was going to affect them it's all going to affect me you know
1: what's interesting Potentially, probably a 28-year-old virgin when Mm -hmm. she met Aswelu on a vacation. So Mm -hmm. she's kind of away from her family. No, she was
0: with her family.
1: Oh, she was? I thought she was there for like a wedding, like not with her family. No, no,
0: no. She was on a family vacation.
1: I was just going to say, it's an interesting thought that she ends up with this guy who's not at least part of her world at home with her family, you know, and she manages to sort of stay the virginal Mormon girl for all these years and then she goes to Samoa and I think that was a sort of a declaration of independence for her but But she she couldn't deal with the consequences she didn't
0: have sex with him on that first family vacation she didn't no she went on a family vacation and she met him yeah and then she went back by herself oh and and that time she got pregnant oh
1: I didn't well okay that makes even more because they didn't have sex the first time that does go to my point then so then she goes alone without her family, and she and decides to have sex with him. Yes,
0: it would have been too. impossible for her to have sex with him while she's on a family vacation. I don't
1: know.
0: People find a way to knock lose. but under their like watchful eye,
1: Oswaldo <laughs> probably had the key to like innumerable storage closets. In that, yeah, itself. that's true. What was the activities yeah, but she was dirty a virgin.
0: She's bathroom. not going to. Two words: dirty. Yeah. If that was in his home. Yeah, I don't know. They don't have walls. No, that's true. Um, anyway, they get married, so that's couple number five. And then we're back to Colton and Larissa. Oh, and, well, first, you know, Oswelo got his Samoan on at the reception. And
1: she's, so, and I feel bad for Kalani because just like Leda doesn't know how she's coming off and how poorly she's coming mm-hmm. off. But she's never been on a show before and mm-hmm. this isn't scripted. Kalani doesn't realize how poorly it's going to look on camera that she's so like cold and she looks so She's so embarrassed, embarrassed by his display. It's like this is your fucking wedding with your family. I realize And this is, is who wrong. he is. Isn't this is who he is. Like what, you don't like him? You just married him. Yeah.
0: You're embarrassed by him? Well then you shouldn't have married him. Yeah,
1: how are you gonna feel in twenty years? You know like just um, just on your wedding day.
0: At least smile. Like it's yeah. I don't know, it's bad. Yeah. I agree. It was a cute dance.
1: I liked it. I yeah. wanna learn that dance.
0: <laughs> And then Colty and Larissa. And this was so like this a is...
1: really weird, like, flashback where they're like, oh, by the way, in all the other segments in this episode, we didn't bother to mention the fact that. Right. We didn't want to, we didn't
0: want to, like, uh, taint the wedding.
1: <laughs> it, was it was almost like they, it, to me, it was almost like they didn't intend to ever mention it on the show. Like, yeah. Like, they actually pressed charges.
0: Right. Me. And so they had to.
1: I bet you that Colt and Larissa were hiding this incident from production. Oh I'm sure. But then once there was an actual charge, it became she public could,
0: record. Beca- and because she could potentially be deported. You and don't know.
1: So she can be deported. But it was interesting. I, I bet that this was like a scramble at the end to like get this like filmed and put in the episode. Obviously well, because obviously the cameras didn't catch the incident.
0: No, and it seemed like a very um, minor incident that got blown out of proportion. Totally. It so it's not sound
1: like she was violent. I mean he doesn't say that.
0: Well so this is I actually I don't know. I have um, there's this incident that I heard about.
1: Okay.
0: Clients um, were telling me, this just recently happened, where they got into an altercation. Um,
1: and these are people who were already planning to get divorced. Yeah,
0: yeah. They got into an altercation, and one oh, party wow. called the police. Oh, no. Um, she called the police, and during the altercation, like, she slapped ex-husband on the face so or something. She, the one who got arrested? she yeah, because she told the officers like like he had threatened to call the police and then she actually called the police cuz she's like I just want this whole thing to stop. I want you to go away and he wouldn't leave. And then when they got there, she was telling them, "Oh, he's harassing me. He won't go away." And so I just slapped him, blah blah. blah. So the cop I think it's
1: automatic.
0: The cop decided, "Well, we're going to take one of you to jail." So he took her to jail. I
1: think it's automatic. Think in, I think in California, please don't quote me, that it's automatically an arrest in a DV call if there's been any violence at all.
0: Yeah, and, I, and because violence. she admitted it, she was admitting it, not, you know, just as kind of like a off the cuff, like this is kind of what happened. He wasn't complaining he about wasn't it. He wasn't pressing charge. He wasn't doing anything. He didn't even have a mark on his face. It was just kind of like a haphazard thing. They took her to jail. Um, she stayed the night in jail. He bailed her out. Her husband bailed her out. There was like a a, a restraining order issued by the police department, mm-hmm. temporarily, like a temporary restraining order that was never going to go anywhere because the husband was like he and he broke it many times. Even though the restraining order was against her, she he would break it because he was like this is so dumb. And if you knew this couple, you would know this is like totally ridiculous that yeah. this happened because they're like the sweetest most amazing couple. Anybody can have a They're just amazing guy. people. They're really great people and it was not anything that that I'm sure happened here. Well, <laughs> but the but the thing is that like the whole thing was that she got the charges dropped. I mean the whole thing was dismissed, but a lot of it is because they know somebody. They know a DA. They know people. So they're able to get it all dismissed. Yeah. Colt and Larissa don't know anybody, and Colt has no control over whether charges are pressed against Larissa. No. And because she is uh, an immigrant and because she doesn't have technically legal status, she's still on a visa, right. they are. To permanent status. To permanent status. They're probably more. Um, they're more. Trigger happy? Yeah, to pr- they're going to press charges a lot quicker than this situation where it's like just like a truly it was just like an argument that got out of hand
1: i'd like to know what actually happened and i'm kind of irritated that cole i'm sure that he was on advice of counsel i'm guessing that cole doesn't give us any details of what actually happened all he said was that she was very upset and he wanted her to not be upset anymore so he called the cops and then she got arrested and it's like okay well there's a lot of information i mean we just
0: saw we saw a taste of it uh with her fight with john She's well, loud. She didn't
1: get violent.
0: No, but like violent. I mean, she could have just you like pushed him. him right? No, but she could have just like pushed him or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been something as just. Similar
1: to your thing where he <laughs> might have even mentioned that fact off the cuff. Ended
0: right. Up and then backed. it ends up being like, oh, that's it. That's my trigger, yeah, word. trigger word. Let's yeah. go. And so she gets arrested. Although, quite frankly, after seeing her at the reunion, I kind of feel like she probably did hit him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think she probably did because I don't see how she would have been arrested otherwise. Yeah, and then,
0: and he even, after he called the police, he called right back and told yeah, them, never don't mind, come. don't yeah. come. And then they came. And, you know, I'm sure Larissa doesn't really help herself in any situations. She she ends up making it worse for herself. She has no one to stop.
1: She might have, like, backtalked the cop. She
0: might have, or she, might have, or she might have just pushed him in front of the cop or something stupid. Anyways, um, he, he's
1: been charged through, I think he said, a domestic battery. And battery means. Touching
0: right, so she touched him, and but battery is uh, it's it, there's a huge spectrum of there's battery. Spectrum. I mean,
1: remember that case in law school about the cigarette smoke. Like oh, right, it was that smoke. considered
0: battery right. because the yeah. yeah, so it could be as in as something as simple as like she was walking past him and nudged him, right. or it could be something as severe as like she punched him. Yeah. Um, and, and
1: four days before the wedding, which certainly calls into question the stability of their relationship.
0: Oh, for sure. And there's, there were no marks on anybody, so it wasn't anything
1: horribly violent. She spent hours in jail but that's, that's a long time. Okay,
0: because, so what I just found out from this particular couple that I know personally, okay. um, it costs $7,000 to bail her out of jail. Yeah, seven thousand dollars. I mean, that's a lot of money for, especially for well, cold But Why do they, they not...
1: even need to keep her for forty eight hours on domestic battery?
0: Well, you have to keep. I think
1: if there wasn't an issue of protecting the spouse from her, I clearly there wasn't because he had said, "I'm not pressing charges. I don't even." I know,
0: but if her. if there because they have to have um, typically there's like a hearing. Oh,
1: maybe they couldn't get when you
0: get charge. arrested. Then not they have like a, a hearing, and so they put you in, and the only way you can get out while you're w- awaiting the hearing is bail yeah, and right, so if he couldn't right. pay bail then they have to at least hold her until she's able to go in front of a judge
1: i wonder how long countess Luanne was in jail for
0: her oh probably like five minutes because you know she got oh, Lord, bailed God. out like immediately um so anyway i
1: mean he feels he clearly feels
0: and family. maybe that's why they finally did have to tell productions that production could bail her out
1: and it also could be why they ultimately got married even though clearly they were in serious you know, turmoil, maybe actually he felt so badly that he created Yeah, situation.
0: it sounds like he feels really guilty yeah. and that he put her in this position. Yeah. Um, so he didn't want to, try to press charges, but that's not the way it works. So for all of you out there wondering, if you get into any kind of criminal or anything that violates the penal code and constitutes like a criminal act and puts you in criminal court... The DA is the person who presses charges. They are responsible for. They basically represent the state.
1: We both had like so many phone things. I
0: time. know. I'm so sorry. No, it's. I couldn't even figure out where it was coming from. Here, we're gonna take a break. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Our moment arrived.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have, we have priorities. We have
0: priorities. <laughs> the delivery guy was there, and we needed our tie, so, which was delicious.
1: So good. Um, Okay,
0: so just to cap off, um, like we were saying, you know, the state is the is who determines who's going to be charged and who's not. So even though.
1: And I bet you Colt had no idea that that was the case. Or, I bet you he yeah. thought that if he dropped the charges, it would just go away like a bad dream. Right. But that's not the way it works.
0: But if the Nevada decides to take it over, they can. I don't know how good of a case it's going to be.
1: No, But interestingly, he says, and I wrote this down because I was surprised, that it could affect her green card application even if the case is dismissed.
0: Because she was arrested. Just
1: because she was arrested. So it's like the damage has kind of already been done.
0: Although I'm curious. I feel like I remember in evidence hearing about whether or not you can use an arrest
1: Okay that you're talking about admissibility to evidence oh, yeah, which yeah. is nothing com- I mean it has no bearing right. on okay. not to be a bitch but like no, that has no, no bearing no. on be- because no. I feel like the whole immigration thing is such a black box right. like they're interviewing people about whether they really love their fiance and right. then making an independent determination of whether they think the person is telling the truth, like they. In other words, because these foreigners don't have any right, right. to live here. No, this is so. True. And so and I feel unlike like, in evidence where you have the right to a fair trial, which
0: is why Colt feels super, super, super guilty. And Larissa yeah. is.
1: She's handling him pretty well, but she's
0: happy to let him feel guilty. Like she's pissed. She was. Oh, she finally got the upper hand in the room, and she's like, "I don't want to talk to you. I'm emotional,
1: emotional, exhausted, exhausted, exhausted." I love her accent, and then I noticed, and we'll get into this when we talk about the uh, the first part of the reunion, that she does more of her weird consonant oh, yeah. um, additions when she's like perturbed. Oh yeah. So like the ringy and the this and the that e happens <laughs> way more when she's like freaked out. So we'll see how like unintelligible she becomes over the course of the reunion.
0: Yes, and we will talk to you then.
1: All right, guys. Until then, bye. bye. Legal disclaimer. This is a personal podcast just for fun, solely meant for entertainment purposes. We are lawyers, but we're not giving any legal advice on the podcast. We're not creating any kind of attorney-client relationship in the podcast. And also keep in mind that anything we say, anything at all, it's just our personal opinions. We have no intention of maligning any individual, group, company, religious or ethnic group, nationality or anything or anyone else lisa and katie have no affiliation with tlc these are not the opinions of tlc and finally anything that we say is not meant to represent anyone other than lisa freitas and katie sad individually Finally, please give a, leave us a comment on our Facebook page and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you're using to help us continue to record. Thank you.